I'm Dr. Jake Owens, Director of Conservation for the LA Zoo, and you're listening to Biodiversity. For a bonus episode this week, I called up Javon Lattimore, an entomologist and entitarian out of Iowa who goes by Von Roach on TikTok, where she cooks up fascinating dishes using, yes, bugs. Okay, technically the first insect I ate was a mealworm and that was, I think I was 11 or 12. I had a lizard at the time. My mom dared me to for $10 and I was like, that's subway money. Of course I was. <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know you were going to be doing it, you know, in real life. You know, on your own. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's great. My name is Javon Lattimore. I am an entomologist. However, I'm a bartender and I also just started working with this company out here in Iowa called Recycle Me Iowa. Um, so what I do with my entomology is all side stuff and trying to grow a business with all that. What is what is that business? Entune. We can get in tune with all things entomology from just all things entomology itself and then edible insects as well. So what's the earliest memory of insects that you have? The earliest memory around age five or six when I squished my sister's ladybug. And we have a picture and everything, not of the ladybug, but me like in action. So, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a positive first experience. Well, for the bug. Perspective, yeah. Because for me, I was like, well, this is so cool. But then, you know, RIP ladybug. After that, it I don't know, I just always wanted to be a bug scientist. And then third grade rolled around and Mrs. Walls told me that it's actually an entomologist. And just all throughout life, me saying I've wanted to be a bug scientist and then an entomologist, I've always had that support system from family, friends, definitely teachers. It's so cool that you had your, your family support too. That was, that's crucial. I think that that's the one thing that if it wasn't there, I don't know if I would have been an entomologist. I guess I got lucky with my parents. And as long as I wasn't being a bad kid and I was just doing my science stuff, that's all that mattered. You started, how did you, from squishing that ladybug, get into entomology? How did that grow as an interest? So insects on campuses tend to be geared more towards agriculture like pest and crop management. And that was not what I was interested in. Picked out this random book called Edible by Daniela Martin. That was just another light bulb moment, basically. It made sense. The numbers made sense. The statistics and everything. I was like, yeah, why? Absolutely. Why don't we? So when I discovered edible insects, I was like, I legit have to create my own path for a job. So what really, what interests you in bugs? They're so cool. They're super unknown. There's so many of them. Do you have a favorite? A cockroach. A, a specific species or just in general? Um, group? Ooh, not a specific species of cockroach. I just like the order cockroaches in general, just because they're extremely unknown. Um, there's over 3,500 different species and less than 7% are pests. So there's so many other cockroaches that we don't know about that aren't documented uh, that we just... We just know nothing about them. And I think that's really cool. And I'd love to know more. Yeah, I love that. That's part of the reason why I got into science. How do you actually go from seeing a book to then also consuming an insect? And what was that? I think the first thing that I'd tried were, they had to have been like mealworms. Because I know in Daniela's book, Buggable, she lists companies where you can get live insects from. And so I did 
mealworms because I'm familiar with it. And I wanted to start a mealworm farm too. And you just freeze them for over 24 hours, saute those bad boys up, add them in whatever. Do you have a favorite? The one that I can get the nearest near me, which is going to be silkworms. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I ate silkworms in China fried up. I've had the fortune once I started doing conservation to travel a lot. And one of the things that you find when you travel is that people want to try to like freak you out by their foods that they think that will freak me out. They tasted nice. It was like kind of nutty and crunchy and, and it was, I would choose to eat them, you know, not, not freaky at all. So that's, that's interesting. How, how do you get silkworms to eat here? At my local Asian grocery store. When I first started doing research, only places that you could get edible insects from were these companies. And I was tired of paying the shipping and handling fees. And the food was already cooked for you, wasn't fresh. And it was like, what if I wanted something with my mac and cheese? So I was just super unlucky until I ran into a friend of mine in Des Moines, I think. And she is Asian and she knows it eats bugs. And she's like, oh yeah, just check out Sea Fresh Market or Double Dragon. They should have some silkworms. So you go there and then the freezer section where all the other like weird meats are, like like whole squid or octopus or roe or like other things that people would think that is weird from this culture, but just all there in the freezer next to silkworms. And so I'm just like, this is lit. Have you ever had bees, bee larvae? Yes, I attempted and failed <laughs> miserably. So the goal with, okay, do you know much about eating bees? Uh, no. <laughs> no. no. So the goal is to consume only the male bees because their yeah. only job is to mate and I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, and then they also don't have stingers. Um, and so during the season that they're, I guess. Called. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like you can get a whole, like a, couple frames of them. So I have a friend who has a few beehives on her farm and we harvested her honey. And I was like, yo, let me go ahead and take some males off your hands. And she let me, but I ended up, I'm assuming learning the hard way, it's best to eat them fresh as opposed to sticking them in the freezer and then figuring out how to get them out of the comb. And because they're so delicate, they tend to break and there's all these juices everywhere and you can try to boil the comb so they can like come to the top. It's a whole process, but whatever I could get from that process, I put in some eggs and rice and I couldn't really tell the difference between the flavor, but it did add like a sort of like creaminess to it. Mm. So you post a lot of this on TikTok, right? Oh, my edible insect stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So what have people been uh, responding back um, on it? People are rude and mean, ignorant, curious. Uh, adventurous, supportive. It's a, it's an interesting spectrum, but it's, it leans more heavily towards the negative comments versus the positive comments. And I'm perfectly fine with that because I understand a lot of people don't get what other people do and it's not their fault, <clears throat> but it is up to them to choose whether or not they want to understand it or like yuck someone's yum. And a lot of people choose to yuck people's yum. But, uh, yeah, you know, I get like one of the comments that tickled me the most was, and I posted a video on it too, it said, you're not black. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> I was like, that's what's up. What about the people in Africa? And they're, and the person literally had the audacity to say they're not black. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> so within the black community, there's this thing where it's just like, if you're African, you're not black. If you're black, you're not African. So it's a thing. So I'm just like, 
I peep it, but I'm still brown, bro. So, <laughs> And you're still going to keep on eating your bugs. <laughs> That's not going to stop me at all. Oh, I love when people say you need help or do you need money for food? And I'm literally in and I'm just like, Venmo me. I like you. <laughs> yeah. You can help like, cash at me some money for a psychiatrist. Like, <laughs> so what do you think it's going to take to get more people on board with eating bugs, especially because there is such a, a sustainability aspect to it, and and you know climate change is real, and a huge factor in climate change is the fact that we're just burning down and bulldozing forests so that we can put a few cattle on there. It needs to start with and is starting with education and making it available. Um, And that's where my business and tune would come into play. I host uh, private edible insect dinners. Uh, We're partnered with the Des Moines Social Club out here to do edible insect cooking classes. Um, And then when the right person gets edible insects in their hands and they know what to do with it and they do it properly, then it'll blow up. So if you're trying to get somebody into it, what do you serve them? What's the, what's the best thing to serve somebody so that they're hooked? So at the last dinner that I hosted, uh, and I host with professional chefs. Um, so Miss Ashley was a chef. She made a, I think it was like a four or five course meal. It's like one of the things was a deviled egg with a smoked barbecue silkworm on top. So you can, it's a deviled egg, you're used to it, but you see the silkworm. The silkworm is going nowhere. It's just right on top. Garnished, beautiful. You can eat that, the whole insect, but the whole entire dish is not an insect. She made an upside down blood orange cake with a side of homemade thyme ice cream topped off with cocoa crickets. Wow. Oh my gosh. So the cake itself is made with cricket powder. Um, And so you can eat just plain cake and you see no bugs. It just looks like a cake, smells like a cake, tastes like a cake. And then with the ice cream with the crickets on top, you can see the crickets, but the way that they're cooked, they look like peanuts. And so a familiar look, but you know you're eating bugs. So uh, what's what's the next step for your your journey of both eating and promoting bug eating? What's next for Entune? What's Siobhan doing next? The next steps are to safely host consistent events. And I say safely because my event slowed down due to COVID. And then business-wise, I just, I want a cafe at some point. But the cafe that I'm going to open up is not just strictly insects. I thought about it. I want it to be focused on sustainability and health, mm-hmm. not just insects. So on, on the menu, I want there to be vegan options, vegetarian options, options for people that eat meat, but the meat is sustainably sourced from your local farmer. That cow lived a regular life and it's super expensive or the turkey lived a regular life. I just want some place where people can go to for like real food, real fresh food that's not manufactured or has like a dollar sign on the back mm-hmm. of the butt because it came from a corporation. Well, you build it and I'll come eat some bugs for sure. Hey, hey. I want to open one up in California. I know there it. you go. I'll definitely go to that. Javon, this was awesome. You're really cool. I'm only cool on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good day. I doubt that. Um, this is awesome. And I really, really wish you the best. And it's, it's a really good thing you're doing. So Thank you so much. This was clutch. I really appreciate the opportunity. 
can see what Siobhan is cooking up next on TikTok at Von Roach. That's V-O-N-N-R-O-A-C-H. And on Instagram at Entune. That's E-N dot T-U-N-E. Biodiversity is made possible with support from the Gottlieb Native Garden. It's produced by me, Jake Owens, and April Merle, with contributions from Bennett Ray, Brenda Scott Royce, and Hannah Beal. Special thanks to Scott Logan. Our executive producers are Susan Gottlieb, Diane Shader-Smith, Tom Jacobson, and Denise Ferret. Original music by Micah Smith.